0: hello and welcome to or welcome back to the beyond the banter podcast i'm your host jenny minnie and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode first before i jump into the topic of today's episode i just want to ask how everyone's Halloween weekend went for context i'm recording this on sunday night it's october 30th so it's the end of Halloween weekend now mine did not go very well i mean it started great and then yesterday took a very sad and depressing turn. I don't really know what happened. Anyway, I'll just explain my weekend. I hope everyone had a great Halloween weekend, but also I hope you took time for yourself and honored what you needed because I really think Halloween and Hallow- and weekends like New Year's and stuff like that, they're so overhyped and we're so pressured to have plans and dress up really nicely look really cute and just you know be with friends do something really fun something really social like I just feel like there's so much hype around it and pressure for it to be something and more often than not it just doesn't turn out to be like that and then you're either left disappointed or you're spending it alone and you just feel sad and that, those aren't things to be sad about like if that's what you wanted to do and you know or you just didn't have plans like that's okay you can have plans next weekend just because it's Halloween weekend doesn't mean you have to have plans and that you missed out on the best night of your life I highly doubt that you did so if that was you and you spent it alone just chilling that is so great that's what I did last night honestly the night before I did go out to a party Um, Me and my boyfriend dressed up as the Matrix, which was a very last minute costume because it was pretty easy. It was literally just all black outfits and black glasses. But I feel like we looked pretty fire and the party was so much fun. It was all kind of my old college friends from freshman year. And then just kind of kept bumping into people. It was one of those parties that you turn around and I just saw someone I knew and I didn't know what their connection was to this party, but it was so cool just to be able to talk and catch up with so many people. So yeah, super fun social night. But then woke up the next morning, literally was in tears within maybe an hour of waking up. Not the best way to start the day, for sure. Um, And I, to this moment, I don't really know what happened yesterday. My anxiety was just through the roof. And I assume it was partly like anxiety. Like I wasn't like super, super drunk when I was at the party. But I drank a little bit. And that's been something I've noticed in the past couple years is whenever I drink, my anxiety the next day is just crazy. I, I can't even explain it. I don't even know what I'm anxious about. Just everything feels so dooming and hard and impossible to do. So I just kind of... I don't know, couldn't contain my emotions, and I ended up crying in the morning. The rest of the day went okay, I kind of just got locked into my schoolwork. If you saw my story, you saw that I discovered Notion, so that has been my addiction the past two days. I've planned out my entire life, planned things I don't even need to be planned, like when I'm hanging out with friends, or where we're gonna go to eat, and... You know, I don't even know. Just planning everything. It's just so much fun. But it has been helpful with my homework and as, you know, content stuff with my podcast, with YouTube. Just kind of organizing all of that feels so good. Anyway, there's my little Notion rant. But yeah, yesterday was really, really tough. I haven't felt that level of anxiety in a long time, I feel like. And it honestly kind of turned into very depressive symptoms later in the day I just felt like the world was so heavy I couldn't do anything I literally came home and was crying on my bed at night again for a good over an hour thank god on the phone with my boyfriend I wasn't alone but it really was not fun at all and in my thoughts I had many many thoughts going in my head but one of them was definitely like what the heck are you doing? You're so lame, like, why aren't you going out? It's weekend, And that just didn't help me feel any better about myself, because I was putting this pressure on myself to do something extravagant, do something fun, dress up, put on makeup, when I just really didn't want to. And I'm grateful that I was able to listen to myself and not force myself to go out, and with the help of my friends and my boyfriend, I was able to get through it. But it just it's just a real thing. And I feel like I'm not alone definitely in those feelings. And it just was really intense yesterday. And I just wanted to talk about that quickly because I haven't felt you know that intense, honestly, depression and anxiety in many, many weeks, which I'm so grateful to say, but it just shows that things like that do come in waves and it's okay. And I feel like at the end of the day, as long as we're able to ride those waves and not beat ourselves up, for those hard days happening. It just makes the waves manageable, more manageable each time they come. I guess you can never really prepare for when those waves come. I definitely was not prepared for yesterday, but here I am, I made it through, I'm alive. I smiled today, I had a great day, and I don't need to be defined by that hard day yesterday. I don't need to think of myself any less And I can just work to move forward from that moment and, yeah, try to stay present, I guess, and not put that pressure on myself that I noticed I was putting on myself purely for the fact that it was Halloween weekend. Anyway, so moving on from that, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope they didn't experience the same level of anxiety that I did. But if you did, I'm sorry, and I hope you're okay today, and I'm proud of you that you've made it through that. And if you don't feel like you've made it through it, I know you can. I have faith and we'll get through it together. But I guess that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about for the main topic of today's episode, which is body image and body dysmorphia. Definitely yesterday when my anxiety was really high, that deeply affects my body image and kind of brings out my body dysmorphia very much, and it is not a fun feeling whatsoever. I just started hating everything about myself, hating everything about my body, felt physically uncomfortable in the clothes I was wearing, physically uncomfortable in my skin. It's just a really intense and unhappy feeling And it's kind of been present more often the past week or so. And then yesterday it was very, very present because of the heightened anxiety. Yeah, it's just been a little bit more present than usual recently. And I'm trying to maneuver it in better ways than I have in the past. In the past, I would have listened to those voices. I would have given them value and been like, yeah, like the size of my waist is bad. Like, it's ugly. I I, I should try to change it. But no, like, no, I don't need to try to change it. I don't need to give that thought that the size of my waist or the size of my stomach is bad. I don't need to give that thought any value, nor should I. And I think being able to say that out loud and being able to say that in moments when those body dysmorphic thoughts pop up has been how I'm able to get through these moments and how I'm able to not fall back on unhealthy patterns and i'm able to move forward and rebuilding my relationship with my body and with food and with movement and with everything so thinking about this and kind of what i wanted to say on this episode today i just kept finding myself asking myself this question why do i hate my body like why why do humans hate their body like, it's just your body. It's it's what brings you through life. It's what enables you to live life and experience everything it offers. So why do we hate it so much? Like, why is society telling us it needs to change and it needs to be a certain way or else it's not deemed, quote unquote, good or valued or worthy enough? I don't know. It just makes me really sad that so many people... Hate their bodies, and in moments I still do. But like I said, I think working on that and not giving those thoughts value is how I'm working through those thoughts. Continuing with that thought of why do I hate my body, it led me to think about why do I hate my body? Where did that thought come from? Where does it come from for everyone? And there's the obvious presence of media nowadays where everything. In the world is at our fingertips every opinion every story every image every body every product like we can just access anything and i feel like for my generation specifically that has led us to be able to compare ourselves to such a wide range of bodies and opinions and people that 30 years ago 20 years ago you weren't able to do like all you could do was just compare yourself to the people in your life but nowadays we can compare ourselves to anyone and everything and i think that has just allowed our brains to wander and our minds and our thoughts to wander and make us you know maybe wish we had a different body or maybe wish we had a different lifestyle because we can see it on our phone every morning i don't know that was just my thought on that And then, from my own personal experience growing up, ballet dancing. I've mentioned this in past episodes. My episode called, There's More to Life Than a Skinny Body, dives deeper into my experience with that and just similar topic to this in that there is more to life than having a skinny body and and kind of questioning why society idolizes and fixates on thin bodies. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and listen to that one after this episode. But basically along that topic, because I grew up ballet dancing, I had a lot of fixation and focus on my body. I think it's just part of the part of the art form. It's just part of the practice. You do have to be hyper aware of your body because your body is you know how you dance it's how you make the visuals and it's it's what you use to perform so you have to be aware of where your arm is at what height it is where your leg is if your toes pointed or flex like you have to be aware of what your body's doing at all all times and unfortunately that gets very very quickly meddled up with just judgment you can be pretty objective with it and just like okay my toe is pointed or flexed. like there's no moral value to that but it can easily become oh my god my toe doesn't point as much as the girl next to me I have a bad pointed toe and then it could turn into my ankles larger than hers it doesn't look as pretty and then it could turn into my leg is a little bit wider than hers I it doesn't look as nice in my eyes like You see what i mean it it can just spiral because you're fixate you have to be focused on what your body's doing but then it can so easily get twisted and meddled into judgment about your own body and i say that because that's exactly what has happened to me and i've been in those situations where you start with just like okay i'm holding my arm out here and you look to your left and your right to make sure your arms at the same height as the people next to you because You want to look uniform in your dance. Then it quickly turns to, oh my god, her arm is more toned than mine. Mine looks ugly or my arm is larger than hers. I don't like that. Like, it's just so fucked up and sadly, like, just happens all the time. And it's so normalized that that happens in the dance world. And, you know, we would all be saying that out loud, like, just complaining and you know body checking in the mirrors and oh my god thinking back is just so bad but that is definitely where my body dysmorphia stemmed from I would say just being surrounded by other dancers and you know hearing comments about my own body myself making comments about my own body and just a lot of kind of negative connotation when it came to topics of your body changing or your body getting larger, or around eating certain foods that aren't quote-unquote healthy or whole foods. Um, So I think that's just where my thoughts on why I hate my body have come from. And then I love my parents. If you're listening to this, I love you. But I don't think it's super, super helpful when parents are adults or older family members talk about wanting to change their own bodies or wanting to lose weight wanting to go on diets when they're in the presence of younger people and younger children at the time i didn't think anything of it i was just like oh dad's going on a diet again or she wants to lose weight a little bit for her birthday party or something like that at the time i didn't think anything of it but thinking back now like maybe that is just something for adults to work on in the future and I don't fault them, I don't fault any adult who's done that because it is so normalized to want to lose weight, to want to look thin, to want to be fit and yes, generally it is for the goal of becoming healthier, becoming stronger, becoming kind of the best version of yourself but if it's if it's a fixation, if it's an obsession and you know your body's perfectly healthy and fine as it is but you're still fixating on it being smaller and thinner and fitter then that's just not helpful and it's just ingraining the idea that the younger children that you're in the presence of need to do the same with their body so I don't know that's just another thing I thought about when I thought about this question but next I wanted to move on to the definition of body dysmorphic disorder, because I actually didn't really know the full definition, um, but it was interesting to read. So this is coming from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, and it says, body dysmorphic disorder, or BDD, is a body image disorder characterized by persistent and intrusive preoccupations with an imagined or slight defect in one's appearance. Yeah, it's basically that, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like BDD is, it it can be experienced in a very wide range. Like, it could be very extreme in that these are all consuming thoughts and you can't think about anything else. And I've definitely been there, but I feel like it can also just be something that comes in waves, maybe. Like, I definitely notice on my period, like, around that time of the month, my body dysmorphia is a lot worse. I just don't feel as great in my body and then I kind of catastrophize it in my brain thinking my body's changed way more than it actually has because I don't think it's changed at all but just because I feel slightly different or my anxiety slightly higher my body dysmorphia is more intense or it could be something that comes very minimally and you know doesn't really intrude on your lifestyle or your thoughts but it can come in maybe intensely or just subtly and I don't know I just feel like it's something that can happen on such a wide range and if if you're dealing with this you're definitely not alone there's so many people that struggle with this um but it's just important to validate your own experience with your body and with your relationship with your body and your body image and you know your body dysmorphia if you characterize what you're dealing with as body dysmorphia I think it's just important that we validate whatever experience we're going through and you know, whether you struggle with it as much as the person next to you or not. It doesn't matter. If if you're struggling and you want to work on your relationship with your body, you can and you should. You know, even if you don't see you're struggling as much as someone else. So, yeah, I'll just that's I just wanna say that because I feel like I've struggled with validating helping myself and working on my relationship with myself because I wasn't as bad as one other person I saw on TikTok or something like that or I didn't have the same experience as someone else I saw on Instagram like you're you're never gonna have the exact same experience as someone else and someone else isn't gonna have the same exact experience as you so there's no reason to invalidate one over the other or place one as morally better or worse than another Um, It's just your experience, and if you don't like it, if you're unhappy with it, and you feel like you can have a stronger and healthier relationship with yourself and your body, there should be nothing stopping you from working on that, Um, and more often than not, I feel like it's just ourselves that is stopping us. So moving on, I wanted to talk about my tips on how I have been maneuvering my body image and my body dysmorphia Over the past couple weeks as I've noticed it just be a little bit more present in my mind than usual so to start I wanted to recommend a book I haven't actually read this book in probably a year now but it's something I read at the beginning of my recovery and really really helped me just start to question why I thought certain thoughts about my body why I viewed it so negatively and it just really brought a new perspective to me in my thoughts, and I honestly should get back to reading it, but it's kind of a workbook style slash just reading, but I really recommend it. It really helped me, and it's called Body Kindness Transform Your Health from the Inside Out and Never Say Diet Again by Rebecca Scritchfield. I need to figure out if I can link stuff on the podcast, so if, if I can link it, I will. If not, I'll just write the title in the description, but that book really just kind of kick-started my healing process with my relationship with my body, which then turned into healing my relationship with food and just healing my relationship with myself and just discovering more about, you know, my past and where things come from and where things have stemmed from and just a good book to make you reflect and kind of start to reframe your thoughts about your own body. My next tip, I would say, is just to stop trying to control your food in order to control your body. And, you know, this is something that people with eating disorders or just disordered eating deal with. And being in recovery, that was kind of one of the core things I did in recovery to get to the point I am now is just to take away that control and force myself to not have that control over my food. And instead of trying to control my food to make my body look a certain way, I just forced myself to let go and honor what my body needed. If I needed a certain type of food, I was craving a certain type of food, I would have it. And yes, those alarms in my brain went off sometimes of you know, this is quote unquote bad, this is gonna change your body if you eat this. But just doing it despite those alarms going off and eating the food and experiencing the weight gain, experiencing the changes in my body and just kind of trying my best to accept it the best I can. That is how I've been able to get through those more intense and overbearing body dysmorphia thoughts and eating disorder thoughts and stuff like that so I feel like that is kind of one of the core things to do if you're really really struggling with your body image and it's causing you to either overeat or undereat or restrict or binge or purge or any of those things just let go of that control force yourself to not have that control and really tune into your body And try your best to just accept whatever changes come with letting go of that control. If that means your body gets larger, let it be. If that means your body gets smaller, let it be. If that means your body stays the same, let it be. And from personal experience, I know how uncomfortable and how hard that is to accept. And it's still something I catch myself not wanting to accept. I still sometimes catch myself romanticizing the smaller body I used to be in or even like my high school body from years ago which is just not who I am nor do I want to be that girl anymore so why do I still want that body and I think just stopping myself and questioning myself like I just did like why do I want that what benefits or how will my body or no how will my life be better if I'm in that body And the answer is usually like, it won't be better. And my life will only get better if I start working on the relationship with my body I have right now in this moment. And just continually reminding myself of that is kind of how I get through those moments for sure. Food shouldn't be used and isn't there to be used to manipulate your body. It's there to fuel your body and give you energy to live your life. Like that's food's function it's not to make your body look a certain way because at the end of the day also your body's going to look the way it looks regardless of whatever food you have you know like genetics are genetics to an extent your body is not going to look like the person next to you no matter how hard and how much you try or how much you control your food it's just not because your genetics are different and you know, unless you go in and biologically change your DNA and your cells and all that stuff, it's not gonna. It's not gonna look exactly like the person next to you. So, the quicker we can learn to accept our body for what it is and the features we have that are u- that are unique and wonderful to ourselves, the quicker we can start maybe loving our body and loving the way we look and fueling it properly and learning to love food and honor our cravings and all those things. You know, I just try to remind myself of that. My next tip with this is to view your body as merely the vessel for your soul. And I've mentioned this before, but this is a saying that I repeat to myself all the time. My body is the vessel for my soul. It's it's just a vessel. It's nothing to glamorize. It's nothing to change. It's nothing to edit and manipulate. It's just the thing that that keeps me alive and keeps me going and enables me to experience life and experience everything there is to experience on this world as a human being. I don't know. It 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 really is just as simple as that. Like your body is just the outer shell for everything that's going on inside. And what's inside, I know it's cliché, but what's on the inside is what matters and that's what's beautiful and the organs and the blood flow and the bones and the muscles like all of that is more important and that's what actually enables you to do things in life and take opportunities and have new experiences those are the things that enable you to do that and just your body on the outside and its external appearance have nothing to do with that so just viewing it as a vessel viewing it as the machine that keeps you running and able to live your life really helps me. Another thing is that it's almost guaranteed that the things you notice about your body that you think are negative or maybe like super obvious, more often than not, nobody else notices. And this is again, something I try to remind myself. Like if I'm hating something about the way I look or I'm judging something about the way I look or I don't like the way certain clothes look on me or I have acne more acne one day probably no one's gonna even notice and if they do they won't even care and if they're judging you that's on them that's their problem you know like hopefully they're not your friend because your friend and people in your life should not give a fuck what you look like they should just care about you know your friendship and your relationship with them and your loyalty and your trust and all of that more often than not people don't even notice the things you're insecure about or the things you don't like about your body, so it's kind of a waste of energy for you to start- for you to be hating it because you're the only one hating it, you're the only one noticing it, so just something to think about. The next thing I've definitely done a lot in the past couple years is address my fat phobia, and I think a lot of people can benefit from addressing their fat phobia and like I mentioned before, I think Growing up in the dance world is where my fat phobia is from, basically. It was always something negative to get bigger and be larger than the girl next to you. And it just reinforced these fat phobic thoughts and this kind of fundamental fear of having a larger body. And it just makes me so sad that I have and have had fat phobia. And I'm, it's still something I'm addressing to this day and, you know, learning to maneuver and accept that I have these thoughts and, I, and I'm a victim of the fatphobic society that we live in. I'm trying my best and doing my bit to address those things and really challenge and question myself in certain moments. Like, why do I view it as negative? if my body changes or specifically if my body gets larger. And I think a lot of people could benefit from questioning that about themselves and questioning that about their thoughts. Another thing I do is journal the non-physical things I love about myself. I honestly haven't done this in a while, so I'm gonna take my own advice and start doing this more. But journaling the non-physical things I love about myself or even just like jotting it down in my phone writing it down in a journal, whatever. Just making intentional note of what I really enjoy about myself and what I love about myself outside of my appearance really just puts things into perspective. Like, wow, I really have so many characteristics and so many traits that are so wonderful that don't have anything to do with the way I look. Just taking the focus away from my appearance for a moment and jotting down the non-physical things i love about myself has really helped me in certain moments because it's it's really i don't know if you if you're caught up in body dysmorphic thoughts and you're just viewing your body very very negatively it's really hard to just snap out of it and start like thinking about the things you love about your body like it's really hard to do that and so you know it's kind of impossible to ask yourself to do that every single time you're feeling negative about your body you can't just like switch your brain and start loving your body all of a sudden but I think this is kind of a loophole in if you start thinking about the non-physical things you love about your body you're kind of tricking your brain into thinking about positive things that you like about yourself but it's not about your physical body so you know it's I don't know. Is that a loophole? I think it is. And it definitely has helped me in certain moments because it stops me thinking about my appearance in a negative way and makes me start thinking about all the non-physical attributes I love about myself. And then later on in turn, that may turn into starting to view external attributes about myself in a more positive light as well. Maybe that won't happen the same day. Maybe it won't happen for weeks or something but you know at least just stopping those negative thoughts about my external appearance in the moment and reframing those thoughts into things i like about myself that don't have anything to do with my physical appearance has just really really helped so yeah like i said i'm gonna take my own advice and start doing that more another tip and this is probably my biggest biggest tip and something I have done in the past few years, couple years, and has been the biggest help in my relationship with my body and my body dysmorphia is surrounding myself with people who don't comment on their own bodies or on my body. And, you know, growing up in environments where people did comment on my body and people commented on their own bodies with no warning, with no trigger warning, with with no questioning. It just happened all the time. And I think I didn't realize I needed to get out of that environment until I did. And ever since I have, I've had no desire to go back. And don't get me wrong, I haven't broken friendships. If they were a great friendship, I haven't just broken the friendship because they've commented on their body like once in their life. Like, no, it's it's unrealistic to expect people to never ever comment on their body or, you know, make certain comments about people's bodies in the world. I don't know. At least I don't expect that because it's something that is so present in our society and in the media. But I've definitely cut off certain friendships with certain people where that was like majority of their thoughts and majority of their comments and I just don't need that energy and nor do I want that energy in my life. I don't need people in my life who are judging other people's bodies and, you know, maybe judging my own or judging their own bodies because that's just not not helpful and not healthy and just not helping me regain love and acceptance for my own body. So if you're in a situation right now and have a relationship or a friendship or you're just feeling like the people in your life are very fixated on their external appearance and kind of fixated in negative ways and not helping you in your own journey with your own body. Maybe question those relationships. Maybe take a step back for a couple of days and see how you feel. And I don't know. I did that. And at first it was very uncomfortable. And I thought I was losing a lot of friends and I didn't know who my new friends were gonna be as I felt I was losing certain friends because I just started distancing myself because I just didn't wanna be around energy like that anymore. But by distancing myself, I kind of let myself be open to new friendships and better friendships and that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, closing one door usually leads you to open another one and that's exactly what happened so i will leave you with this one thought that i read on an article as i was just kind of doing brief research on body dysmorphia and kind of why we hate our bodies (laughs) honestly um and this one quote is hating our bodies is not our fault but it is up to us to learn how to love it again and that is so true, it's, it's not our fault. We don't need to be really, really hard on ourselves and upset with ourselves if we do hate our body, if we do view it in negative ways, because it's not our fault that it's just in the media, it's in society, it's ingrained in us from very, very young ages that we can manipulate our bodies and that we should strive to look a certain way. So yeah, just, it's not our fault. If you hate your body, it's not your fault. If I hate my body, it's not my fault, but it is up to me and it's my responsibility to reframe those thoughts and reteach myself how to love and accept my body again. It's an uncomfortable journey and definitely tough at times, but having that constant reminder for myself that it's up to me to heal my relationship with my body and you know I have the power to override these negative thoughts even in certain moments when I don't feel like I do have that power, I do. And we all do. We all have the power to reframe and address our relationships with our bodies if they're very negative. Yeah, I just want to leave with that, that it's not our fault, but it's still our responsibility to work on that relationship with ourselves and kind of redefine what our bodies mean to us and not listen to what society's telling us our body should be or look like, or any of that. And last, last note is that I am in no means a professional on this topic. I am merely a 22 year old girl just maneuvering her own Eden Sorta recovery and her own journey with body dysmorphia. Um, so please take this advice if you find it helpful. But if you are in a more critical state and feel you need professional help, i'm not the person to rely on in this case please reach out for professional help there's so many resources um out there so i just wanted to make that disclaimer that i'm not a professional but i hope you can take something from my experience here thank you so much for listening and like always my dms are open if you just want to chat if you have ideas for future podcast episodes if you disagree with something i said or agree with something i said I'd love to hear all your thoughts on these topics because yes this is my podcast and i'm the only one talking here but i want to make it open i want to make it a community of discussion you know and trying to all better our better our relationships with ourselves with food with our body because so many people need to do that and are in the process of doing that so we're not alone anyway thank you so much for listening And I will catch you in next week's episode.